Clustered conversations. What, what, what? Clustered conversations. By Weka. Hello and welcome to Clustered Conversations. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. And we've got a special guest. Josh, can you go ahead? Absolutely. Today is a different day to, than, than usual for the podcast. We've gone international, which is kind of fun. We have our good friend and coworker, Chris Whedon, from all the way across the pond over in the UK. Chris, say hello to your adoring fans. Wow, this is a, a, a first for me. I don't think I've ever been on a podcast before, so it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Fantastic. And Chris, I believe you've yeah. I believe you've brought someone with you as well. It's not just Chris today. We've also got someone else. I'm just the decoration. And the real story is with our customer. So Rui Gomez, the operations manager, HBC operations manager at, at North, has kindly agreed to join us to tell us about his Wecker journey. Hi. Hello guys. Hello. Nice to meet you. Hello. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, thank you for joining us. It's, uh, I know it's got to be a little late for you guys over there, but uh, just to start off real easy, what is At North? I mean, I, I've heard of it, but I don't think our listeners have. So, so At North is a, a hosting a data center and HPC is a service company. So basically that would be our core. So I'm responsible for the, the technical part of the HPC as a service business unit. And we have recently deployed Weka as our you know, high-performance storage solution, not just for the HPC workloads, but... And you guys are located up in the, the Nordic North? Yes. So basically, our focus is the, the Nordic region. Right now, our headquarters are in Iceland. We have two, soon three, data center locations. And we have a data center as well in Sweden. You know, and our future strategy is to expand within the Nordics. So cooling is kind of easier for you guys than most places? Yes, yes. <laughs> Not just the cooling part, but the renewal part of it too. So one of the key messages is you, you don't just have a really good HPC system, if I can show it myself. I can say that myself. But you have your carbon footprint kind of part of the equation, you know, taken care for you. So you come to us, you get a really good HPC system, a turnkey solution. And you don't need to carry the carbon footprint. Your report in the end of the year is going to look really good. <laughs> As, yeah, imagine being up in Iceland. There's a quite a bit of geothermal to get yeah. to get used over there, right? Yes, yeah. yes. So th that is a differentiator, if, or, or at least a, a byproduct of our strategic geographical location. So, yeah. so how did you come to Weka? I mean, where did you find us? And you know, I, I know that probably not the first storage that you think of when you think of storage. Since mm -hmm. we're a small company, so how, what is your journey to, to Weka? Yes, so it became with identifying the need of something that could trust in our journey with like future workloads. So it's not just the HPC, but it's the AI component. So obviously, for a, as a service, we try to get a solution that with a really wide umbrella that could cover most of the use cases. So the big point here was how can we give our customers the best performance with the best price point for most of their workloads. So we we started with kind of like what we want from it. What are the important points? Of course, for HPC AI will be performance, number one. And you have a few systems that claim very high performance. Then we start like to go down the, the list, like how it is the resiliency, you know, 
have good resiliency, right. what type of resiliency, some like mirror the data, uh, which we found that uh, we could tick that box very well uh, with uh, the eraser coding. So you go down. So how is actually the architecture? Does it demand tier? Does it have like persistent memory as a requirement? So that was important for us that the performance was very predictable, not just very high, but very predictable. So because in our mind, this product, we are supposed to be selling performance. Yeah. And predictability is important when a customer comes in, right? They bring in one project and they get X. They want to bring in the second project, get the same performance and or better. Yes, yes. Oh, more importantly, yeah, you don't want to yeah. have sudden, like, weird, strange issues on the network. <laughs> mm. or, like, why is it was going fast and now it's not going fast? And tell me, like, why is this going yes. on? Yes. So, yeah, to avoid that, yeah. absolutely. And then debugging, like, layers. So, where is it slow? It's because it's in the cache. <laughs> uh, yes. So, that, so it wouldn't create, like, overhead you know, on the operation side. And, of course, then we started kind of neat peak, like, usability. Does it have, uh, Easy way to deploy and maintain, which Weka have their containerized solution, which is excellent. While, you know, other systems we look, uh, where you have like very specific kernel modules, you know, supporting environment around that needs to, or get ways or stuff. So basically, as we went down the list with our like architectural, uh, Weka, you know, kept ticking all the boxes. So when we looked at the matrix in the end and say, okay, this is definitely the the one that from you know A to Z got like there to eighty percent of, of our wish list you know or, or our, our priority. Then of course is there always that those things you need to work on in the system. For example, one of our important requirements it's we need to fit this into a multi-tenancy strategy. So the idea was to lower the entry. You know, to performance. So when you come to us and you ask five terabytes, imagine you're a small customer, you know, a couple of compute nodes, you're just starting, you want like five terabytes of optimized storage. The entry point to all these solutions is quite high. And that, that was exactly the problem we were trying to fix for our customers. Come, you know, consume the performance and let us take care of that. So the, um, to highlight the 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 partnership and how how well the the collaboration worked with Weka, so to get that last five percent, you know, we spent quite some time going through the the motions until we were happy and confident we had a proper multi-tenant, secure multi-tenant solution. Then we could, you know, basically serve performance without having the customer caring with a backend cluster. So at least, you know, in a nutshell, that was kind of our journey from, you know, just starting speaking with you guys, understanding what what you guys already did. That was fantastic. Of course, the encryption. Like most of people kind of give it, take it as a given, but yeah, not everywhere. And sometimes it's like, yeah, yeah just you self-encrypted disks. You end up in the same. So... Yeah, <laughs> the, this way with Weka, uh, with both in transit and on rest encryption, it's just like that last piece of mind. So we segregated the, the access. Uh, Weka have native support for, for organizations, which, you know, got us like 80% there. And so we segregate the networks and stuff. But if the client want that extra peace of mind, and often 
times is, is even a requirement. You know, they keep their key. They set up their encryption key. Neither we or the network team or the infrastructure will have access to to, to the data. So it, that was a, you know, a very nice, you know, extra on top of the, the usual considerations. But That's the, pretty powerful. They build it, you know, to to encrypt at the client's really kind of a very nice little feature that we have that I don't think many of our customers take advantage of or, or even realize they already own. So that's a, I'm glad you guys are, are taking full advantage of it. Yeah. You know, it becomes more important in our type of environments as well. So if you have your cluster in the basement, who is going, you know, is there a physical layer to go through? But in a multi-tenant, it's crucial to give your customer that peace of mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who knows what tenants right next to you just sitting there running Wireshark and capturing everything as it goes down the wire, right? You never know when something's going to leak out. Yeah, Josh, that's, I mean, it's an interesting part of the, the, the puzzle. And, you know, the relationship here really is a partnership. We work very closely with Rui and the team to help close the loop on some of the additional security features that were required in the environment that we don't necessarily see many other places. So there's a lot of innovation in the deployment of this particular Weka installation, largely around the de- data separation between tenants. And I'll let Rui talk a little bit to this because it was their ingenuity, really, that's allowed that complete separation of data traffic. So basically, as I said, our first call, and that it was giving our customers the best possible performance. We provide bare metal as a service. So our HPC solution is based on bare metal. We're not utilizing the resource. So it would make sense for us, since we already have, you know, the fabric, it's based on InfiniBand, that the storage will be connected by InfiniBand, take, you know, advantage of the, the best possible network. And is there some challenge around like securing the the access, so the InfiniBand network and how it would behave on the topology basically. So it's is there some functionality within the InfiniBand layer or the InfiniBand stack that allows all the clients to basically connect to the, to the storage cluster, but not between themselves. That basically was that last step that is not really on the storage to, to solve, that it was kind of the gray area where like we collaborate. It it required a few patches, and, you know, from Weka, kind of like, hey, guys, <laughs> we're almost there, until we eventually got it. And we could segregate mm-hmm. the access to the cluster from the access to each other. So no no leakage between the, the nodes. Not just that you mount and you authenticate to access your data, but you do not have any intercommunication or you don't need to have like one shared IP uh, subnet. So, you know, it's properly multi-tenant uh, solution. Yeah. I don't know if, if it's okay to just Give a little bit more detail, Rui. I don't think it's sharing too many secrets. No, no. Um, but it's really leveraging P keys and yeah. full and partial memberships. Yes. On the InfiniBand, we have that like concept of full and full membership of membership. So basically, we have a storage P key. So we segregate the storage communication from the cluster. So when we deploy a cluster, we'll have one P key for the storage access another one for the inter-cluster communication. And of course, the storage one don't have full membership, meaning we'll only speak 
with the nodes that have full membership within the cluster that are only the storage nodes. So that way, oh, that's clever. Yeah, that way, they cannot communicate with each other or with other clients, and we do no guarantee that it's just kind of north-south communication with yeah, the storage. Really clever. Yeah. It was really yeah. neat. Oh man! So the storage sits as full membership, so they can talk to each other. All the storage members of the cluster, the storage cluster, and then all the clients have partial membership, so they can only talk to full members. So they can't talk to other clients they can communicate with the storage platform and the servers can talk amongst themselves as they need to. And it really was a, a brilliant idea from Rui and his team to follow this approach. As Rui says, we needed to work a little bit together. We needed to improve our P-key support, which engineering delivered in a reasonable time frame. I think it's working very successfully. Yes. Yeah. So, so far we have some beta announcement. Uh, yes, it's online, I guess, by now. Our partnership, the product will be fully displayed at SE. So, but through all our validation QA tests, yes, Sim, we have a, a successful design in mind. Are you going to be down in Texas? Yes. In, in the next couple of months? All right. So, we will Ooh. see you there. Yes. Yeah, we'll see you there for sure. At North Half Booth. <laughs> Bob and I both can be there. Oh, wait. Awesome. Well, let me use opportunity since I'm here. <laughs> at North is at Booth 3137. Do you know, come and visit. 3137. Yeah, come and visit us. <laughs> I will give you all the details you want about our journey with Weka, among others. Oh, if only we could swap a, like two of those numbers around. If it was 1337 or 31337, <laughs> I, yeah. that would be <laughs> nerdy. That would be full of the win right there. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that, that is basically, I think, will be one of key differentiators for our solution. You know, I know many, many companies carry Weka. Why shouldn't they? But this way, this deployment strategy, I think, can be a key differentiator in lower than entry point to, to really high performance. You know, we, as I said, we use InfiniBand. We use like 200R and we can saturate the link and get over million IOPS, of course, with certain constraints, but on a single node. So we are speaking about single node performance. And I remember that was the initial challenge was to, to meet a particular IOPS number, um, mm -hmm. which is hard to do, but Wecker excels at. And, you know, we were fortunate. And the, the other... So I was going to say, that's one of the nice things with, with the flexibility of the client to be able to crank up that IOP number really high if you really need it on the client. Where other, other competitors of ours or other storage, you know, the IOPs are really based on the protocol that you're running. And we have a lot more control over that with our client. Yeah, whereas to be able to achieve high IOP like in an NFS environment, you'd have to have a multitude of NFS mounts and even then, now your your IOPS are segregated across multiple different places in the, or you know, like mount points in the actual file system itself. So you can't have you know a significant number of IOPS like a single file. You can only have maybe 70,000 kind of on the high end to a single file. Whereas with Weka, yeah, as Bob mentioned, right? You can if you want to crank it up to a million IOP to a single file, it, you know, four, five, six Weka cores, depending on the the clock speed of your processor, and go to town. Yeah. I can actually, you know, I can say like uh, Intel actually help us quite a lot in this exercise. So especially on the other equation of the storage that I haven't mentioned. So these journeys started on selecting the hardware platform, you know, selecting the, the CPU, um, care with like 
driver locations and latency and all, all that stuff, which Intel as a partner help us quite a bit in that initial stage of the, the journey. I can tell you, for example, in our HPC nodes, we are using CLXAP 96 cores. Yeah. We get like top performance with like six, six uh, WECA cores and we get like to 1 million IOPS read at 4K. <laughs> Yeah. That's fantastic. Yes. Nice. That 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 was the number. Kind of like we have we have hit the magical, you know, <laughs> one million on a single note. <laughs> and and Rui, the you have to remind me at the moment are you do you have accelerator nodes in your cluster? Do you have any GPU acceleration? Yes. So basically we have a, you know a few A hundreds the SXN mm-hmm. laying around. <laughs> like, right, just a few dozen, a couple hundred. So, so yes, and and Wacket. So basically, that was the other part of the equation. So, uh, HPC, it's one part of the, uh, it's one side of the coin. But can the storage do as well, perform as well for AI? And uh, yes, I guess the 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 answer there is yes. We we got a very broad umbrella here. Mm-hmm. And that we are confident that uh, the the WEC storage will serve our AI needs as well. From from the preliminary tests we have done, as I said, it's not in production. We we'll, we are just launching the product, so I'm I'm hoping to have some very nice white papers from our clients how they <laughs> love it too. But from you know the service provider perspective, yes, I'm really excited to to see my customers' feedback. Once we we start to to give them WECA tool to use, and again because I have the memory of a goldfish, we're channeling all the communication via the the CPU on these accelerated nodes currently, aren't we? We're not yeah. yet doing GPU direct mm. access. No, no. So there's still some performance potential. Yes. Well, yes. Or throughput, definitely. For yeah. IOPS, you're kind of, you're, you know, it, it's, mm-hmm. GP Direct really doesn't do that, but it's, uh, sure. GP Direct will be very good for the throughput. So what was the reason why I wasn't because uh, mentioning any any figures? Because I I think we can we can be better. Not, not that I'm ashamed of the ones <laughs> we already do, but as I said, we want to squeeze. So basically, HPC and AI, it's all about that last 5%, you know, what you can do to actually. Yeah. Utilize so these are very expensive resources. So five percent of a very expensive resource throughout a period of twelve months is a use waste. So yeah, absolutely. Just the just thing is the power and cooling of keeping that thing alive. If you're not using every IOP that thing's capable mm-hmm. of doing every teraflop that it can possibly do. You're basically right. just have a nice space heater and a door door stop, <laughs> <laughs> or even even ignoring the the power and cooling aspect, right? It's just the you've got a sunk cost and a very expensive asset yeah. and resource that could be yeah. you know generating work yeah. and you know doing something yeah. useful. And if it's if it's just sitting there idle, yeah, 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 yeah you guys will Dispreet. have some blinky lights to stare at, yeah, mm-hmm. and it it loses well, value over the time. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. We want to hit the floor what... running, <laughs> the ground running. <laughs> yeah, there's the, that's our... the scientists at, at the other end of the scale as well. That's also an additional cost if they're waiting on results. Yeah. that's their time. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it, basically you, yeah, you you lose across the entire matrix 
you are losing investment. So you paid for the full note you are not using. You are waiting like it's depreciating the value of the asset. It's the people that are wasting more time waiting for it. So yes, that is our core business. Give you everything, give you all the performance you are paying for. I mean, Chris will remember this. When we both first joined Weka, one of the first stories we heard was a uh, workload that the customer took from 14 days down to four hours, right? And I always thought that was an awesome story, except that it really would tick off the, the computer scientists because now they have to work more. <laughs> their epics are done. <laughs> right, yeah. What's the value of your coffee break, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I think, yeah, so Weka, we keep your computer scientists working. <laughs> and, and that story, when I first joined, it just felt like a story. You know, how can a storage system make such a difference to a run, uh, an end-to-end epoch? But it's the efficiencies that you can get from a file system that you can access remotely that can be faster than processing locally in some of these compute-intensive machines. So you save a lot of interim steps that you don't need to do, and then you can jump straight into the processing. So the, the whole um, sort of efficiency drive really has that that kind of an impact to some workloads. Yeah. And I, I can tell you, for example, in our case, one of the, the discussions we would get often with our clients is like, how is your IO pattern? Are you going to run compilations? Uh, are you more like geared towards throughput? So we started to, to think about how many metadata servers do I need? How many you know storage nodes do I need? What is the proper ratio here? And oh no, it's a bit slow. For example, on metadata access. You know now what I do. You know it's it's actually on the metadata. It's you know storage bottleneck. So I, I find myself thinking less about that equation you know, now that we have quite predictable performance and it's not a matrix of where is my blanket too short now, kind of. And uh, yes, I think it simplifies. It will sim- simplify for our customers and definitely as a service provider, simplify it for us. And yeah, isn't that a... A, kind of a nice thing, right? When you're when you're used to the HPC space, you're used to sort of you know classical HPC file systems, and with those, you know, my background with GPFS sort of thing. If you weren't actively thinking about your your file system, it's either it's either broken and and no one's using it anymore, or it's about to break because you're not paying attention to it. And being able to actually focus your time now on more useful tasks rather than you know, keeping the disks spinning or keeping the IO flowing and instead, you know, help your scientists come up with better jobs, with better workflows, you know, a more efficient use of, of their time and resources, you know, really moving yourself up that stack as a, like a storage professional makes, I think a world of difference and kind of a paradigm shift in, in the way you actually think about storage in the HPC space. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and just, and it lowers the, the barrier, even on the initial like discussion. So when we speak with the scientists, they will not exactly know how many IOPS they need. Mm-hmm. You know, they know the cores they need. They know the time they want to take to run their job, you know, but how many yep. IOPS that entail? Uh, so, you know, it's, it's easy to get it wrong. And the implications of getting it wrong to begin with, you know, just cascade throughout the, the lifetime of the cluster. Because then, you know, changing it, yeah. it will gener- usually generate downtime So and more investment. So this just simplifies the conversation and gives us more guarantees that we get it right from the beginning. 
So I was going to say I came from a classic file server company, right? And our issue is really more we were locked down. Once you built something, you couldn't change it ever again, right? The ability to grow and add more performance and more throughput over time, kind of, you were limited by saying, hey, I just got to buy another one and stick it next to it. <laughs> well, <laughs> especially I think in a, in a uh, environment like yours where you go, will continue to grow and being able to grow methodically on the same platform, it, it got to make it a, lot, a little easier for your planning. Yep, and it suits like more than one of our services. So we have the on-demand kind of like HPC as a service, but we do tailor-made clusters as well. And the, the way we see it is a good platform to go a, along with our generic like architectural designs. So, okay, it, it's easy. As I said, you don't need to, to think about the storage need routers or metadata servers or, you know, is something new that we don't get support or who is supporting this, even if it's in the top 500, but who is it? Who have the ownership now? So, you know, it just, it's a piece of mind across a very wide spectrum. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. Your business is providing a service to customers and you, you don't really know what the next workload is going to look like from the next customer. And Weka's ability to support that mixed workload from the random IO metadata intensive to streaming workloads on the same file system with no tuning is really sort of peace of mind to know you can cope with the next customer very successfully. So it's another lovely aspect to know that we're able to service you successfully. And while the partnership, I think, is, is, is a really good one. And, you know, and this is just like speaking about kind of like the design and, and then you have like the, the polishment layer, for example syncing with an S3. That is this kind of thing that I wasn't looking for. To be absolutely honest, was something that didn't even cross my mind. And once we had ability, it kind of opened this wonderful world of opportunities, even if it's like the client have a cluster on-premise running some Kubernetes or so, and they want to access the files across. The fact that I can attach our organization to that have a Weka you know, storage volume to their S3 that maybe just, you know, some home folder that or something like that. But the fact that it's available, it's exposed, it's integrated. We can, yes, it's just what make it, you know, a modern file system compared with with other solutions out there. So, it, yes, it, it enable even our product to be a little bit better than we, we first, you know, like of our set of requirements. So That's pretty awesome. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Well, it's been a half an hour, so I don't want to, you know, take too much of your time. I know you guys are busy and it's already late and dinner time. <laughs> so, right. well, yes. I say thank you very much. It sounds exciting. I can't wait yeah. to see you guys in, in the flesh at Supercomputing and the whole concept of a sustainable, high-performance HPC data center <laughs> up in the Great White North is a, is a fascinating thing to understand and, and get to see. And it's actually happening in real life. Yes, please come by the booth. Hopefully, you will you will get to see your Weka storage turning to a product with us live. Um, awesome. And what was that booth number again? Really? Uh, yes, and I keep losing my own booth number. Yes, three one three seven. 
three one three seven. Exactly. Thank you very much <laughs> for that. Mine like a trap. <laughs> and next time I next time I fly to Europe, I'll be sure to take Iceland Air and drop off for a day in Reykjavik and go visit you guys. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, be more than happy to show you around. That's awesome. Well, okay. Fantastic. Well, th thank you for your time and for Cluster Conversations. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you okay. guys next time. Thanks, guys.